you're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. saw the one. That's right. Uh, the films we are going to be talking about today are The Pact and... Resolution. Resolution. Uh, do you have The Pact open over there? I don't, but uh, we'll get it open. You, well, you can get it over there. So just you maybe throw out the uh, the director. The only star of the film that was in attendance at Fantasia was Casper mm-hmm. Van Dien, and that was a wholly entertaining experience. He was Casper Van Dien, why does that name familiar to me? Because of Starship Troopers, Johnny Rico. Yeah, Johnny Rico. Come on. Like the, I, I love how he embraces it also. Yeah. Like, like he literally the first thing he screamed into the mic was "kill them all." Amazing. And I was like, so the pact was directed by Nicholas McCarthy. Nicholas McCarthy, who sadly couldn't be there, atten- like had every intention of being mm-hmm. in attendance, but uh, supposedly like some shit came up or whatever. Hmm. They uh, they got the entire crowd to like say like "hi, Nicholas" and do a video of the producer was making because he couldn't Aww. be there. It was really cute. Sure. Um, so what was it? What's this movie? Okay, so yeah, so obviously we'll talk about this one first. Mm-hmm. The, the the pact. Is a ghost story, okay. which is always it, it, to me, ghost stories films are always like sort of tricky to mm-hmm. pull off because like, remember that movie that we saw? I don't know if you were actually over there. It might have just been Ross and Nip, okay. um, where it's like a haunted hotel film. Anyway, it was, it was pretty pretty okay. decent, but like ghost stories are kind of tricky because they don't necessarily they can't rely on gore so much because mm-hmm. ghosts typically. You know, like it's more haunting and creepy and stuff like that. So, right. like if you screw up ghost stories, you're in like a world of hurt. Like a bottle falling off a table is just boring. Isn't scary on its yeah. own, you yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, and, and if you if you think back about some of like the, the best movies mm-hmm. that are ghost stories, like there's not a lot of them. Like basically, I mean, Exorcist Exorcist is a demon story. No, no, no. I think The Ring is more of a supernatural kind of thing because it kills it, but it kills the you. Chick and, is it, a ghost. and it violently kills you. Yeah. Like, it's more... Okay, we're going to get back to the ring later. Okay, but go on. Let's say North American ghost stories. Okay. Let's say. Like, to me, there's, like, Poltergeist and maybe Exorcist. Exorcist is strictly a demon story. What about the the haunting in Connecticut? That was all right. I wasn't a huge fan. I quite liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was simple. Did what it was there. Hard to pull off. Sure. Very much so. Um, This film does it? This film does it. Like, it's... uh, I mean, obviously, I watch a shit ton of horror movies and whatever else. Yeah. Um, There was a few actual jumpy scary moments that cool. like like any movie that makes me jump I sort of like will recommend being like it made me jump not like I have fucking giant balls which right. I do but because it's like I've seen enough films that it takes a lot I think to like full on startle me into something that I didn't necessarily see coming or whatever because mm-hmm. you know like those movies are set up to like you're getting ready for the jump so you're ready for it there's a right. couple things right. that like kind of came out of nowhere in this film okay that were really cool um, what's the setup? The, the setup is that it's the funeral of a woman. Okay. 
and it's actually based on a short film, and I found out during the Q&A that I don't know what the short film was. It might have still been called The Pact, mm-hmm. uh, but also by Nicholas What's-His-Face. This was actually kind of interesting. They mentioned it during the Q&A, is that the short screened at the Sundance before the film screened. It's the shortest time in between a short was adapted into a feature and like hmm. still screened at Sundance, which, is, which was kind of cool. Like they, sure. they, they, and they filmed it in August... 2011, and it was at Sundance in January 2012. Like it was like, wow. like super fucking like like flipping, flipping the film up. Which means that the short was at like January 2011, and they already had a full film together. Like hmm. they really, not to say rushed through it, but they were like there was just they they wanted to keep the ball rolling, so they didn't want anything to. So what was it about? So it was about uh, I'll give you the opening sort of setup from yep. the short yep. that you could probably take a look at. A woman uh, has died, mm-hmm. and her what ultimately becomes her two daughters basically head to this town to uh, like basically for her funerals and to settle her affairs and to like deal with the house and it's mm-hmm. the house that they grew up in and stuff like that and it turns out to be haunted okay and i guess that's the premise mm-hmm. um there's a lot mo- a lot more that i want to get into in the spoiler section that's right, going to come right. up a little bit later but uh in terms of like a jumpy horror film with like a pretty good ghost story that's like pretty well thought out mm-hmm. there's only i would say maybe one or two scenes that kind of get cheesy where you're sort of always like, a danger it, it's always a danger and it's just like like because obviously whenever you're dealing with a ghost story you're dealing with a supernatural and stuff like that so there's like one scene where they sort of that scene where only one character has seen the ghost mm-hmm. and she's sort of like why don't you believe me like that scene that's in the yeah, movie and yeah, you're always yeah. like man that's so hard to pull off and they didn't they didn't pull it off in okay. that scene. But other than that one scene, a lot of the characters sort of, like, behave appropriately. Like, there, there's very little, uh, like, like senseless, like, we need to do this and, like, whatever else like that, like, which is also a big danger in a lot of these films. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just sort of, like, people kind of, like, continually going back to the haunted house for no discernible reason <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, they, they present it in a very kind of, like, believable way for the most part, which I thought was really kind of good. Like, it, at no point in time that I was I, like, sort of, like, leaning back in my chair being like, why okay. are these characters... recommend? Like, Don't recommend? Uh, I, I would recommend it to anyone who likes a ghost film that is uh, a lot more tense than it is, like, straight-up scary. But that's a good ghost story, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just sure. sort of, like, you're not watching it. It's not a slasher. It's not a, like, you know, a typical, like, horror movie or whatever. Like, yeah, a ghost like a story is supposed to be tense and suspense and scary. Specialization uh, of a thriller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Specialization of a thriller, which it does very well. There is, um, I don't want to say a twist ending, because mm-hmm. then people are like, where's the twist? But there is, they, they do play with it a little bit, and we'll mm-hmm. get into that in the spoiler section, but if you're looking for like a little bit extra in your horror, in your horror ghost story film, mm-hmm. it is there. So I cool. would, if you're, if you're into sort of like ghost spooky suspension thing, I'd really, really check it out. Second very film good. we also saw. Also Casper Bendine's a boss. Casper Bendine? Yeah. Boss. Boss. Conclusion. <laughs> Second film we saw was uh, the Canadian premiere of Resolution, directed by uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Scott Moorhead. Right. Um, I guess I will. I'll go into it. The basic premise for this film is um, uh, a friend receives a video showing his long lost best friend uh, alone in the woods, addicted to crack, basically completely fucked up, so- alone, sort of tripping out, even right, like tripping, like firing guns into the sky, firing guns stuff. into the sky. I mean, the right. guy, the guy is in like a downward spiral of drug yeah. addiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. The friend decides to go and um, basically chain his friend to a wall for seven days to get him straight. This is all in the trailer. This is all in the, the trailer. If, if you're accusing us of spoilers, yep, yep. we're not to um, to like 
he chains him to a wall to get him off Force the, detox. off the drugs and detox for a week. And then he's like, look, if at the end of the week of being sober, you still want to fucking drug yourself up, then fine. If you, But this is like my last chance for you. Right. That's the setup. Uh, and yep. then uh, ghosty stuff happens. Spooky stuff happens. I'm not going to say anything. Not even ghosty. Spook- I, I think you should leave it at spooky That's stuff. Spooky. spooky stuff happens. Or unexplainable stuff happens. Unexplainable stuff. Exactly. Because it's not all even right. necessarily all that. Sp- some of it is not spooky. It's yeah. unexplainable things start to permeate themselves into an already tense situation. Exactly. I ain't going to say a thing about exactly what happens. But I will yeah, say yeah. that the tone of the film is astonishing. The directors managed to capture the essence of a buddy comedy. Yeah, yeah, Because these are two guys who, like, know each other very well, obviously, like, love each other in the bro sense of the word. I love you, John. And yet, yeah, exactly. And um, one of them is just completely fucked up, and the other one is there, and they're both, like, aware of themselves and aware of their friendship enough to see the fucked up-edness of their situation and to be okay The humor in the film um, is... Like unexpected. It wasn't. I don't think fully even like exhibited in the trailer. Yeah. But but in terms of like when it comes to my recommendation, if you're looking for, uh, like, kind of a little like like cerebral kind of like a bit of a bit of a mind fuck horror film, with a sense of humor. Like it was. I don't want to say like it was not like anything I'd ever seen. It was a little unlike anything I've ever seen. Like how even in the most, like like as the film progresses, you know, like sometimes you can watch these horror films and there's like the comedy subsides yep. at a certain moment. Yep. That never really happened. Like nope. there, there are funny moments throughout. So if you're... Oh, li- not Like you're saying that, I don't think that it's clear exactly what you mean because of how unusual it is. Yeah. This is a straight-up thriller suspense film right. that is straight-up thriller and suspense. You're like wondering, oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen? To the end of the film, there right. are laugh-out-loud moments interspersed in the middle of the thriller moments. Yeah. I have never seen a director pull that off. The, no. the fucking movie is funny and scary at the same time from start to finish. Right. Which is, in its own way, like, not as stupid as it sounds. Like, I like nope. to think that if you and I got right. into a fucking crazy-ass scenario, maybe not with, like, supernatural elements or whatever. No, no, no. But, but, it, but like, like, we would still probably try to make each other laugh. Like, just maybe as, like, a coping mechanism or maybe just because we're buddies. Like... The, the skill with which they managed to pull this off, this, to me, so far, best in, best in, uh, what do we call this? Best in show? Best in festival. <laughs> best in festival is what I will call this. Really? Right now. Okay. Out of all the films we've seen, this one overtook the ambassador. Yeah. Uh, well, my ambassador wasn't my best in, best in shows so far. Yeah. My so best anyway. in festival is still Funeral Kings. Oh, yeah. Funeral Kings is really good, too. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's, it's very tough, but I'm, I'm going to, like... Hesitatingly, I'm going to meditate on it, but but I'm saying yeah, best yeah, yeah. in we'll, show right we'll, now. We'll talk about it a little bit in the spoiler section yeah. as to, to certain things that Who I. Who wants to see this movie? Do you like comedies? Do you like horror films? If you like either of those things, you should watch this fucking movie because it is so smart and so good. The the only thing that I would put as a as caveat a, as an asterisk slash mm-hmm. caveat to that statement is um, it is low budget. Yep. It doesn't it doesn't have. The, the polished look of a Hollywood film. Like, it's very it's very clearly shot on... Not, like, garbage cameras. It's not, like... No. It, they it's, had special it's, effects It's a step above low-life cameras. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a step above the cameras they use in low-life and stuff like that. Um, but low-life was a $5,000 budget. This is, like, a $100,000 budget. Well, whatever even whatever less, the heck yeah. it is. So if you're looking for, like, a fully polished thing, yeah. not necessarily there. And... Um, I don't have the exact same glowing review as John does. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that you do need to be, 
like it, you're you can't just be a fan of comedy whatever else like that like you, you're, that's you're, fair. you're gonna need to be at least somewhat interested in watching a low budget horror film if you if you have no interest and you only want like slick polished whatever else like that mm-hmm. i don't think the film as a whole is strong enough to carry someone who's not ready for a low budget genre film along i disagree it. so much it was I, so I, I smart know, yeah, it's okay so smart it was super smart i i had a ton of fun at it i just yeah. i just don't think that it was I don't think it was so strong that you could like show it to a guy who didn't care about genre film, didn't care about horror, hmm. didn't care about whatever, and would be carried along with it because uh, – we'll, we'll get into it in we'll a little bit with the spoilers. Yeah. But that, that, that's my only caveat. But I will, you, I will you, add you, there's an awful lot to spoil that we'll talk about. Oh, there's yeah, a yeah. shitload to talk but about. It, but movie. if you are a fan of the if, – if you're a fan of horror genre and comedy and whatever, like for sure, I, I, I give it a glowing recommendation. I'm just saying yeah. like I wouldn't – like I would recommend it strongly to someone like DDR, who is the guy who watched all the Fantasia trailers. With. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it strongly to someone who, like, isn't down with. Like, is it basically if you're down with Fantasia, you'd probably be down with this film. But if you're like, if if the Fantasia festival comes and goes every summer and you're not, frankly, I it, you're you're just wrong. This movie was just too good. That, that, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, well, We're a little split your opinion is wrong. So okay, anyway, let's let's talk spoilers. You know what? I didn't see your your film, right? So uh, the pact. So why don't you spoiler it for me, and I'll see what I can I can like bounce off. Of so you. the big big spoiler okay. element, and uh, so this is the uh, this is spoiler. Hey everybody, time. spoilers, spoilers. Um, the big spoiler element is that the ghosts are, n- or the ghost, I suppose, mm-hmm. is uh, is not malevolent, is not evil. Huh. Uh, and the reason, like, we, we went to go see it with someone, and they were like, why was it called The Pact, even after the film? Right. And, and I had to, like, extrapolate what I saw to explain why it's called The Pact. Okay. Which, which is sort of interesting, because the title is clearly there to mean that it's a pact. Yeah. And, like, you're supposed to kind of think about, like, wait a second, why the fuck was it what called The Pact? What is The Pact, pact? yeah. So... Who, who agreed to here, what? Here's the, the, uh, the main... What the, what, the, what the main character uncovers is that there was a serial killer who was known as Judas in the area of where the film was taking place. And okay. the serial killer stopped killing in the late 80s, okay. which is around the same time that um, the character's older sister was born. Okay. So you're like, okay, so that you, you could take that information and like store it in your brain. Gotcha. And then what's ultimately revealed is that in the house – there is a hidden bedroom with the walls all like like they they, they even they plastered over the walls and there's a, a hidden sneaky like hidey hole that goes in through one of the closets. Mm-hmm. So it's revealed that and this is like monstrous monstrous spoilers. Yeah. So this is the whole point of the movie. This right is the whole here. point of the movie yeah. that the killer, the Judas killer, is the is the brother of the main character's mom. Okay. So and it, she hid him in that and room. And she hid him in the hidden room. There's all these little hidey holes that let the the killer look into every other room of the house. And it's sort of implied that the reason the killer stopped killing is because the sister of the killer let the killer basically watch these two girls do everything. That's how Creepy. we like. Yeah. So the, okay, hold on. So is so, he so the not, ghost? No, 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 not even finished. Yeah. <laughs> and then they locked the girls into closets and tied like the as punishment. The mom would lock the girls up into the closet. So the guy could watch them. And the there was a direct like they never even talk about it. Yeah. But there was a direct cubby that like 
opened up from his bedroom into the closet like a little dog door. Right. So they the, never talk about what happens in the closet, but at one point there's a there's like a spirit medium kind of character okay. who's like, I see what's happening in the closet and I feel so sorry for you. And one of the characters is like, I just don't want to talk about it. They never really oh address, snap. They That's never weird. really address what happens in the closet. Right. But the mom would lock the girls in the closet when they misbehave. And give, give access to and the like brother. And give like temporary access to oh, the brother. Oh man, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad, dude. Super, super Woo-hoo. bad. Now here's the, the where it gets awesome. Yeah. The killer is not dead. Okay. So like the stipulations, I guess, or whatever, of the pact are kind of off because the mother's dead. Right. So he's still living in that fucking hidden room, and he comes and goes through the little crawl hole in the closet. Like, there's a lot. There's a. Lot so it isn't really a ghost. It's this dude. Well, I'm not even. Oh, oh my god, gosh. it gets deeper. Oh yeah, it gets All so right. much deeper. So like, <laughs> so there's stuff like stuff that falls down or whatever else like that, which yeah. is just the killer. Right. Like, because the killer's fucking staying in the house with these people, and the whole entire where the ghost comes in, the supernatural element is his last victim, is a ghost. Okay. Who is trying to like enact vengeance, and for whatever reason, I guess like it's a sort of normal ghost story that I don't think you can kill the person who killed you. I mean, that's they don't really discuss it, but for whatever reason, needs an exterior agent, so it's trying to rig things to re- enact vengeance. So that vengeance. the sisters will kill the guy. So that the sisters will kill the guy who's still alive and not a ghost. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so you see what I mean when I was saying in the beginning, like ghost story with, like, and it's not like a direct twist. Like it happens. Like maybe you figure it out pretty soon. You, you, know, like, you figure it out like relatively quickly, whatever. Although I will say that the I the the fact that the guy was still alive, I didn't see coming because they established that it's a ghost. Right. They've established some supernatural stuff. Like there's a um, there's a scene where Casper Van Dien's character is like walking. Who is around. he? Who's Casper Van Dien? He plays the cop. Is like a friend to the sisters. A friend to the sister okay. because the sister the first encounter with the ghost is uh, the ghost trying to drag the character into the closet, but to ultimately drag her, like you find out later, to ultimately, I guess, drag her through the cubby to get to the secret room so that she can start the thing because the actual door to the secret room has been completely, like, plastered over hmm. and is wallpapered over, so there's no other access other right. than through of the these closet. secret cubby holes in the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's the only way to get into and out of the room. Uh, so you, maybe you're, at that point, you still think it's a fucking uh, evil This is the ghost, yeah. You think it's a malevolent ghost as right. opposed to a... Like helpful ghost. Yeah. Right. Right. So you're like, so the thing is like, the supernatural thing is like dragging yeah. her into the The guy's room. name is Casper. <laughs> See what happened well, there? Uh, I think yeah. he plays something like something Creek or whatever. I don't know what his actual, <laughs> his actual name is. Not right. John right. Cougar. Yeah. Not John Cougar. From The Victim, which is a podcast that doesn't exist. All right. <laughs> but, but yeah, so you just sort of like, it's set up to make you think that the ghost is bad and like, and even stuff like, I, weird, I get the twist. Weird I get, like yeah. poltergeisty stuff. And, when she goes and like she has like the Ouija board and whatever, and it's mm-hmm. like it says like below. Oh, and they do a Ouija board scene. They do a Ouija board scene, but oh. it, 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 not in a I bad guess way. It's classic ghost story. But she stuff. goes to the room and she's trying to talk with the ghost, right? So she goes to the room. She's talking with this ghost, and the ghost fucking spells out in the Ouija board like below, so that she knows to go below. And then all of a sudden, the the bed or like the the frame of the bed with like the steel um, the steel mattress on it, like slams across and you see that a door like a little hatch door has popped open and you see like kind of a semi-skeletal figure start like crawling out mm-hmm. and you're like you're pretty much fully sure you're like oh fuck it's a ghost right. but then when it turns out to like just be a dude who's been like living underneath the room in the basement like <laughs> it's like it's like the, the reveal you're is like that oh twist yeah I know but it's kind of yeah. neat that like, the re- like even though there is a ghost and there is a supernatural element like the twist that it's not a ghost 
Like, had me being like, huh. Like, I wasn't even fully sure. I'm like, is he yeah. real? That's he, amazing. He, you know, like, I'm like, is, this, is, there, or like, is the character seeing this? Is it a spectral thing? Or is it is it real? And then, like, I mean, obviously, as it goes on, like, it's, right. it's just a fucking dude. And so, like, I guess, like, whatever it was, like, the pact, hence the name of the film, was the deal that the mom... Serial killer will stop killing as long as he's allowed to prey on the daughters of the mom. Yeah, exactly. In a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sound very, like, excited and glowing about this thing. It, re- it really worked? Probably, yeah, yeah, it really, yeah. really worked. I'd say probably one of the, like, I've been very let down by a lot of ghost movies lately, so yeah, I, yeah. and when I was like, ghost movie, I was not 100% sold on it, okay. uh, but oh, I wanted to check it out. I heard, heard some pretty good things. If It's really fucking cool. I, I feel like I really have to check this out, even if, Def- it, if definitely I don't check get it out. to see it in the show. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of a major release on it. Like yeah. it, it, it's slick enough. The like production value is high enough. I mean, there's like uh, the main character uh, took me the whole entire fucking movie. I had to look it up afterwards yeah. to figure it out. Is plays. This is Mad Men spoilers. If you were not ready for Mad Men spoilers, <laughs> plays Anna Draper's daughter in Mad Men. If you know what I'm talking about. Nope. You know when he goes out to the West Coast and Anna Draper, the real Don Draper's wife, yeah. has a daughter? Nope. Yeah, you do. Really? What season? season Two three? or whatever? Season three, three or whatever? And I don't like even Don, remember the Don daughter. Don kind of yeah. like max on her and yeah. she's like, you're old. <laughs> you know? Like there's the scene yeah. in the car where he's like, I'll give you a ride. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. sort of remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The main character is that girl. And I was like, fuck, I recognize this girl. Like really, really hmm. recognize her. And it was like eating away at me on the inside. So, yeah. So... Yeah, she she does a, she puts in a really uh, really. It sounds really here. fucking good. I really want to see this now. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'm sorry for spoiling it for you, John. No, whatever, man. It's the experience. It's part of the show. I know how Romeo and Juliet ends. It's still worth it. To yeah, watch yeah, it. yeah. And yeah. a lot of like really really cool shots. A lot of sounds sort of cliche, but like done with done with really good effect. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the deep breathing being the only sound that you hear. Hmm. So like a character like going through a spooky ass house and just hearing like the. Yep, and like for and like you're just sort of like just for a long enough time that you're like, like I noticed it. And I don't know if this is because I'm like maybe sensitive or whatever, but like I matched my breathing with her breathing, <laughs> and then like the the little startle, like was almost more poignant because I had like matched my breathing because it's like right. it's like a minute or two of that breathing yeah. while she's going around, so it's like you just kind of sync up. Awesome. Really, yeah. Yeah. It drags you into the uh, the experience. Yeah. Exactly. So you're like you're sort of like breathing a little bit slower than you maybe would because the sh- film is like this is how you breathe right now. Very cool. So yeah, still still thumbs up after mm-hmm. spoilers. I'm pumped. Sounds yep. really good. Jackpot. Nope. That was yesterday. yesterday. Resolution. Resolution. So here's the the big the big twist in resolution. Yeah. So as the friend is nursing his other his other buddy to yeah. health yeah. as he's as he's like uh detoxing, I guess. He um keeps finding these little 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 objects that are left to him by some unknown agent and these objects right. are all like a little book with some short stories in it or a shred of film with with like people well, the, the first story the first, the first one is photos first yeah, one is photographs. photographs. Yeah, then yeah. There's books, then there's little bits of film, there's a DVD or a CD. 
there's yeah. um, a VHS tape, whatever, and every one of these little things has a little little story, a little vignette of people getting murdered. Yeah, and basically. He's pretty convinced that it's just people fucking with him. And right. there's this whole like cast of characters who shows up. They're at this cabin in this really weird area that's like dilapidated and there's all these like ruined bits and there's Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know if you if they talked about it. Did they did anyone ask in the Q and A where it was filmed? Or? Uh, yeah, it was all in, in California. Oh, okay, okay. Good. And it was actually a piece of land that was owned by one of the directors. Wow. His dad bought it at this auction. It was a stupid, weird story where he got <laughs> it, like, on the cheap. And, yeah. It, yeah, it actually – all that shit was it there. has the weird, like, bombed out – All like, that stuff was there. Furthermore, I don't know if you remember at the start, they found, like, a film canister sitting on this, on this like, box yeah, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. That was actually there. They walked by, and there was a box, and they were like, That's hilarious. Huh. That's put a film canister. Well, that's like Ronan's story where he found the tin with ashes in it there up in like the mountains of Colorado. Yeah, like, yeah. There are places that people just like fucking who cares? Like who knows why they put things there, but they they were there. So as as the film goes on and as the friend detoxes these these like creepy murder stories, all of them involve the death of the protagonist. Every one of the little tales that they encounter, right. All right. Um, they get creepier and creepier. Obviously, there's somebody putting these things into the scene. The characters are getting. Uh, I guess menaced. How how soon do you see footage of the characters? Like I know that it becomes oh, a big yeah. deal right towards the end. Hold on, let me finish the menacing. Okay, okay so yeah, yeah. the characters. Well, are... I'm saying, but I think it was almost close to the midway point when they see. Okay, I want to talk about non supernatural elements first because that really matters. No, the... no, no, but but as a non supernatural element, when he's like, "Who fucking filmed this?" It was a shot through the window. That's like oh. early. I'm yeah, it's like, very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the implication being that like there's somebody filming these two guys during the detox yeah. stuff. Very yeah, early. Yeah, 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 and yeah. even more than that, the main character is brought out to, to rescue his friend from the drugs by a video that was sent to him. Yeah. That was filmed by this unknown entity. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Well, you, you say entity, but I mean, I don't think until towards the end of the film it's even clear. It, it seems to me. Like somebody's stalking them. Someone's fucking with them. Yeah. That it is yeah, someone yeah. fucking with them. And, and that's what you're supposed to kind of get. Yeah. And although, like, as as the film is building you into thinking that somebody is fucking with them, at the same time, there's the occasional moment where the the whole screen tends to shake and jitter as though the film that you the movie you're watching on yeah. is breaking off of the reel. Yeah. You know? And then they talk to this weird French guy who's out there in this in this land. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah. deal was he was like part of this like film crew investigating stuff that mm-hmm. was going on in the area. A little bit reminiscent of um, Blair Witch, which the whole film has a very Blair Witchy kind of almost almost a Blair yeah. Witchy kind of vibe about about people going and investigating stuff in the area. I guess so. Anyway, the guy the guy uh, went there with a film crew and he talks about like seeing through eternity and he's this like yeah, this creepy yeah, drugged lost out lost French guy. Mind. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, the twist is that or twist, the reveal I suppose is that there there's this like ghost, monster, demon, unknown thing right. that wants to see a story told that ends in death. Right, and every time the the, the characters are given warnings yeah. through these films of of, of things that can die. lead to their death, how they will die, they yeah. actually like see themselves getting murdered yeah. in film that is given to them by this thing, yeah. and they assume that this thing is trying to get them out. Right, but it really is not. Yeah, and that then that to me no. is where I disliked it. Like the last five really? seconds, the French guy, because I didn't. I didn't not to say I didn't get it I mean like I got it I got what they yeah. were fucking trying to do but I was like if the thing just has a bloodlust yeah. it got its victims right because they, they, the characters sort of orchestrate it to put other people in their place in their place yeah. for one of the murders like they, they find out that two dudes are gonna come and kill them in the house yeah 
And then they, so they're like, okay, we just won't be in the house. And then they find out that three other dudes are going to come and kill them in the house. Right. So they were like, well, we just won't be in the house. Well, and let the three dudes happened, kill the other two dudes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So two dudes go to the house. Then the three dudes go to the house. Yeah. They, they kill it. And I don't, not to say I wanted to see a happy ending. Yeah. But it's the, the entity's, excuse me, the entity's motives yeah. confused me. Why would you give them the warning if you just want the blood, the, the bloodlust? Yeah. And then why would when you get your bloodlust you just want more automatically? I think I think the entity because you know, here's because here's here's oh, the okay. part if I'm just like and why this bothered me yeah. it could be a fucking evil demon that just wants a fucking body count yeah and that would have been okay but then why is the fucking French guy still alive living in his cabin because then it should have fucking gotten him as well. I don't think it was the body count. I think the thing wanted the tail and wanted the game and it right. like allowed so them the, the opportunity French, why to was get the French out. guy not part of it how did he even fucking live so close to this motherfucker and the thing never caught up to him that's the part that like yeah. from a from a storytelling part i'm like how the fuck is this guy still alive if there's no way to get away from him because the last scene in the film is they've given the guy they've given the entity yeah. the body count and then they're just like they're about to leave and then you 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 don't it doesn't show it but the, there's a strong implication that the thing just kills them. The thing just sort of fucking manifests even in front yeah. of them. Like yeah. They're clearly yeah, yeah. looking at something, yeah. and they're like, "Isn't there some other way?" And then it's like a quick oh, like, sort no, of no. zoom thing. His last line was, "Let's do it again. I'll give you a different ending." Yeah, or can we do this again? Can we do this again? I'll give you a different ending, and yeah. that's 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 going to be the sequel or something where they get another chance. Maybe. The thing was not happy with how the story ended. And it wanted to see something different. I don't think it kills them. I think it opens the okay. seg- segment for the second film. Sure. Think think back very hard to The Ring. This film had a blend of the like spiritual, classical demon monster ghost okay. right. tied into technology. There's not a lot of movies that pull that off, and I thought it was so fucking good. I don't know. It's funny. Yep. Funny you should say that. Go. Um... Because that, that that is one thing I completely forgot to mention about the pact. Okay. The pact did it kind of did something similar to, like, um, at one point her her phone vibrates and then there's like a pin on her Google Maps, mm-hmm. and when you go to Street View, you see like a ghostly image of the victim on the Street View, kind of pointing something out. And there was right. like there was a couple little things like that in the pact too. Of you're just sort of like if a ghost has like limited ways to communicate. You know, maybe uh, it's going to use the technology. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like it's like two or three times where the movie keeps like like showing her phone lighting up like this address. Yeah. On her fucking phone, and it takes her a little while to realize. Yeah. But uh, but again, like you're like the ghost is trying to spell things out for them. So I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah. Pack, which yeah. I thought was which again like a little bit of like a modern twist of you're like. Yeah. Tr- trying to show things, you know, and it's like, and you don't. I mean, well, I guess it doesn't make any sense because it was 1989. But I was like, it was like it could have been her, like alive in that photo, but it couldn't have been. Right. But whatever. But I thought, okay. you know what I mean? Like, if it was just sort of like trying to take advantage of stuff that was already there to like illustrate something. But you know, it was another kind of neat, the ghost trying to use a bit of technology to show her stuff. Yep. Kind of cool. I thought right. it, it worked in the ring. They do some cheesy things in other films that it doesn't really work. I think it really worked in Resolution. I, I guess we're getting away from the like the comedy aspect of it, which I think really bears a little yeah, bit. Yeah. The, re- the, the dynamic. That, that was the other. My other. You going back to the no, no 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 this is about resolution <laughs> okay. the the non junkie character Michael Michael yeah. right the characters are Michael and Chris the non junkie character I didn't like he seemed really too hubbin I'm like like what about all these stories I'm like I had a little bit of like you have to suspend disbelief a little bit like if you were a big junkie 
I wouldn't be too, too worried about this weird random shit. I would just be like, you know what, fucking, like, let's get out of here. I'm going to make sure you're all fucking meth. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, let's just fucking bounce. And, like, his character's obsession with uncovering this stuff, I feel like if I were in that scenario, I didn't find him very relatable because I would still be pretty preoccupied with my best friend being a giant junkie. I'd be yeah. Like, you know, there was a moment or two where I think the instinct that, like, let's just get the fuck out of here should have taken over. Even if your friend's a junkie. Even if your friend's a junkie. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. That that wasn't perfect. There was a moment where he was like, listen, I'm going stir-crazy. I'm just sitting in this house with yeah, this yeah. guy all day long. He's sleeping. I fucking I need something to occupy my mind. And that like that's what like led him on the trail to getting right, obsessed right, right. with the mystery. But um, I guess I agree with you. There, that wasn't perfect. Yeah. But it is a small blemish in an otherwise yeah, yeah. outstanding which, film. Which is something that like the pact sort of does pretty well. Like as mm-hmm. soon as something fucking supernatural happens, she's like, "Not only am I getting out of the house, I would like to get the fuck out of town," you know. And then like continually, the character is just sort of like only given no choice to mm-hmm. return to the house. Which which the comedy. Let's go back to the comedy. Go back to the comedy. The, the, I think the like the chemistry between the actors who played Michael and Chris were was outstanding. I can't yeah, believe how yeah, comfortable yeah. these guys with each, were with each other. And you really got that feeling of like guys who were friends for years and had a falling out. And they still have those like moments of intimacy between two long-term friends. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's like broken by this darkness that is mm-hmm. Chris's uh, meth addiction. And, yep. uh, like, and, and even, it, even it's funny. I, funny. I, I prefaced that with comedy – and we're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. broken friendship but, meth but addiction. Saying, even, even like the meth addiction is even like the subject of a joke. Being like, can I get you anything? Well, do you have any fucking crack? Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> like, like it's yeah. almost like like some of the some of the crack jokes are like almost like Always Sunny in Philadelphia style. Totally. Like when Always yeah. Sunny makes fun of addiction. Yeah. They get into that kind of area, and not in the fact that they're like making light of it, but it's just sort of like, like this is the situation. Like, there at is some point comedy. Just sort of like, here. do you remember anything from last night? Well, I'm um, fucking. Um, like, crack. <laughs> you know, like, I'm in withdrawals from crack, so no, I yeah. don't remember anything from last night. Like, yeah. like, I'm a fucking junkie. Like, you want to ask me about something that happened when you came in and I was high? Like, the, the, the dance they do between comedy and thriller is just astonishing. Yeah. I, I can't believe yeah. how well they pulled it off back and forth. Really, really good. Yep. I, I, had, I, 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 I have my misgivings about the film, yep. so I'm not nearly as glowing as you are about it, but that is something that they definitely fucking nailed. So... Yeah, go see that. I don't know what else I can say about this. Man, guys, fucking go watch Resolution. Get get your hands on this thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any major distribution on it still yet. So, uh, uh, not The page doesn't seem to indicate that there is, though I would be, again, like this is another one, I'd be astonished if it didn't somehow get a wider release somehow. I think they, I, I don't know. I, I feel that they would just need to tighten it up a little bit because... Yeah, yeah, they could shorten... The whole early section a little bit. Even, it, little it wouldn't bit. even necessarily have to. I, d- I just think that, like, even if the, ki- if the killer, the, the force, whatever, mm-hmm. is supernatural, I I didn't think its motives were 100% clear. Yep. I I felt that that could have been... Not to say that, like, it could have been, like, spelled out. I don't... Obviously, we don't necessarily want mm-hmm. films to spell everything out. But, like I said, the fact that there was someone who had encountered the force that was still alive... Like, kind of, like, threw me through a loop when, at the end of the film, it's implied that, like, there is kind of no getting out, you know? I disagree 100%. I thought the end of the film was exactly implying that there is a getting out, and even possibly said that that's what the French guy used to get out. He found another story, he found a story to tell that would satisfy the thing's murderousness, and at the same time allow him to live. Maybe. And that even could have inspired Michael to be like, 
at the point where the monster comes up, Chris die, like bows down before it and is like, "I'm done. I'm gonna die here." And yeah. Michael is like, "No, wait. I we can let's do this again. There is another tale." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what. That's the way I saw that. So thing you're, you're, you're figuring, figuring that they're just sort of like offering themselves up as agents and services of it. Well. The, like that was the realization that was the whole point of the monster was that he loves stories right especially stories that that end in death and the murder of everybody involved right michael realizes this as he w- watches all of the like tales right. that are presented to him and then at the end he realizes he like yeah a whole bunch of people died but it wasn't enough for the creature it wants a different or better story right so by offering to be its agent for a better story he gives himself an out he might, and, might buy some okay exactly okay 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 and then, then at that point, yeah, I would have made the French guy a little more useful because it was just sort of like a weird, almost like useless scene to me. Really? For the, for the duration that it took? Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty big investment. For it was a really thing. long thing, and he flips open the mirrors and whatever. And like as a viewer, he didn't give me enough to think that that's the, what he did. In the Q and A, guy had sort of like 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 spelt out that he did that. Or whatever else like that, being like they wanted to fight, so I made them fight some more. Because what else was I supposed to do? You know, like like something. That's so obvious, though. It is What's really obvious, but the, but but for a scene that took fucking that long, I didn't take away any clues about the entity or about its motives or the, anything. The in the Q and A afterwards, they mentioned that, and they talked about how the um, they wanted the French guy to give a global sense to the monster, where okay. it's not this like localized thing that right. other people from other countries had like sensed this thing. And come here and dealt with it. Right. So Th- that that I got. They wanted but then to it was like still ex- really long. They wanted it not to be like this Native American spirit trapped in this one location mm-hmm. or related to like a bunch of murders that happened there or something. They wanted yeah, to give yeah, it this yeah. like global sense, which was they felt anyway was important to reinforcing Michael's inability to get out of the situation because it happened a lot where he was like, let's just like, Chris was like, let's get the fuck out of here, and Michael's like, no, I'm going to bring this thing back to my wife. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 which, which I thought was cool. Yeah, very cool. And and anyway, the, the the French guy was supposed to kind of reinforce the fact right. that the monster is global. That, that, that it did. I just yeah. thought the scene was really long and didn't give me enough out of it. That okay. was it. Right. So, I, d- I dug I th- it. So I think we have... Exhausted again, these topics. No, not just exhausted these topics, but I was going to say that I think... Like, we have yet to go see a bad film at Fantasia. Like, we're at like 12 or some shit. 11 or 12. 11 yep. or 12, and so far this year's Fantasia Festival has let me see some fucking great movies. Well, I'm not even just... I've, I've, I've seen some that I was like... What? Not not like thrilled with that. I was we like have, just we, happy. with We it. have been able to like recommend all these movies, maybe to a specific audience. Yeah, yeah. But we've been able to like give a recommendation to someone, as opposed to like a don't go see that. It was awful. You don't want to think about the normal movies that I watch. I don't think I have ever watched eleven consecutive films and been able to recommend all of them. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, yeah. there's plenty of movies like yeah, don't watch it. You know, yeah, like, yeah. So uh, yeah, but it's been a good fucking so fest. You know what? Also, is kind of scary. We are uh, six days into a three week. <laughs> and we have know, 12 do recommendations. Do you know what we're going to see tomorrow? What are we I going don't. to see tomorrow? <laughs> You're not going to see anything. No, no, no. no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to try. Yeah? I, I, think I, I feel like I can maybe go see a movie at 5. You can maybe go see a movie at 8. We'll, uh, we'll I'm just going to go down to Concordia. I don't even know what's playing tomorrow. I'm just going to walk into whatever fucking movie <laughs> is there. <laughs> and then yep. we're, we're going to have something. We're going to put something are up we? on Friday. It might be Friday late night, though. Or it might yeah. be Saturday morning. Fair warning, gang. Your listeners friends. to this Fantasia podcast on a regular basis, we might miss Friday's podcast. I'm gonna, if we there if will that be happens, one on Saturday. I'll and try sh- and put an article up or something. Yeah, I like to yeah, write yeah. about whatever I see we'll, tomorrow. We'll try and throw it, throw something up tomorrow, but we might miss Friday's podcast. Mm. Then there should be a podcast on Saturday because we are uh, we're going out of town. And we're gonna try to like head back into town and like move some 
we'll just bandwidth. Some, we'll just some bandwidth to post <laughs> up for Saturday for you guys. And then we're uh, we're gonna be watching I think Human Race and Roller Town on Sunday. Oh, that I'm so pumped for both of those movies. Yeah, they look fucking super cool. Yeah, so go check those out. Thanks for listening. This was the Nine to Five Post Imagination Podcast. cc on Facebook, and uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number nine t o number five cc on Twitter. So, uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in nine to five illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a nine yes or a go plug yourselves. And on Fridays we have fine arts with either Sophie and Scott. And uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope all right thanks 9to5.cc we're not working why should you thanks for listening